I got it! When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four! I built a labyrinth. Can you believe this? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 72, the maze collapses. To tackle Minute 72, we have me, Robert Black of Michael Myers Minute. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This doesn't make any sense. It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. I get a few words from you before you go. There's no dialogue in minute 72 of Dave Made a Maze. No dialogue again until the end of minute 75, beginning of minute 76, and there are just a few lines then. The maze is collapsing. The eagles are approaching. Clementine is walking away. Rita is reaching for the alarm clock. Anakin is saying goodbye to the sun he never knew. Everything is coming down. The track playing is the Mondo Boys collapse. The visuals are evocative and wonderful. Second one, cardboard stalactites fall from their ceiling. We're coming to the end of this movie, just a few more minutes of action than the end credits. Then a dark and lonely movie theater waiting for another show. So it's time to start the long look back as we dodge the falling bits of cardboard. Second three, cardboard gears powering a maze that no longer needs power. And did it ever? Is the collapse its own booby trap? Is Dave going to escape the maze only to find himself in the same rut he was in before? Sitting on his couch and watching TV thinking the internet is going to inspire him getting money from his parents while boring the shit out of them? Working jobs he hates that he has to beg to get? Is Dave all better now because the metaphor of the maze turns his mental health into an easy fix and indie or not film loves a neat ending? Or, spoilers for Minute 77, is the Minotaur on the loose a sign that the filmmakers here realize that their metaphor really only works if the ending is not so concrete? Or were they just being cute? Is Dave still broke? Is Dave still broken? Is he still a spineless asshole? Is everyone assholes? I invited a lot of people to participate in this show. So now we get this portal-like way that they're able to curl around and get a better perspective on what's actually happening. Most had no idea what was going on. I can't wait till I'm hearing this episode I know. in context with the previous minutes yes. to get us to this point. To know what either geniuses we are or just off-the-mark idiots we are. Why not both? Second five, we're close on Dave and Andy in the chrysalis chamber. There's dust in the air, some of those Christmas lights are still lit behind them. The lights flash, and Dave turns so we can see both of their faces. Let's start from the beginning. Today, yesterday, like, I don't know what time it is. That would drive me crazy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. The title. Um, this movie apparently is called Dave Built a Maze. And, um, Dave Built a Maze? Or you told me Dave Made a Maze? Dave Made a Maze. Dave something. Dave did something to a maze. <laughs> and it amazed us. Dave Dave did something to a maze. Hey, like I said, did he do something I to amaze us? 
Not everyone was impressed. I feel like I'm supposed to be charmed by all this. And I feel like that is going to be a continuing theme. Like, oh, isn't this interesting? Isn't this cute? Isn't this whimsical? Isn't this, Mm -hmm. I don't know, endearing? Mm -hmm. So what? I'm going through the walls. (laughs) Second eight, the Minotaur does not like what's going on here. The shaking, the collapsing. He raises his arms defiantly and roars. Second thirteen, a sheet of cardboard floats down on him. Cut to second fourteen, the giant head in the Oregon room collapsing toward us. Its lighting has changed. Nothing in the maze is right anymore. Right away, people wanted to figure out the characters and what the hell was going on when we started. Right. There's only so whatever this movie is, I'll give it a miss. They do not dilly-dally around, apparently, because... There's a man inside of a cardboard box inside right. of five minutes, apparently. No, they got right to the right to the meat of this. They didn't yeah. play around at all. What was he dabbling in? Does he have, did he have like access to the Necronomicon? Was he like channeling <laughs> spells? Did he find a way to tunnel into the fifth dimension? Did he? Did he... Well, and you know, for Dave, I, I think with him being the dabbler that he is, it probably just kind of got out of hand. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he just kept oh, obviously. On going. Yeah, and. And here's what we end up with, is them lost in this maze. This is strange. Of course it's strange. Oh, This yeah. is a different version no, of weird. This, this is, is definitely... You, you could see it being Twilight Zone-ish, but way beyond anything I've seen in a Twilight Zone. And all these podcasters and friends of mine were coming at the weirdness from so many angles, theorizing and guessing and making shit up. It's, it's really a miracle. If we had one weak link on that crew... The movie wouldn't have gotten made. It would have, it would have unraveled completely. I just, I, I am always amazed at how lucky I, I am, we all are, that, that it worked. Not that we couldn't all lose our minds temporarily to make it work. The movies by minute format practically demands it. I, I was ready to, ready for one of my friends to lose his mind and build a cardboard maze <laughs> in his living room. Man, that's a lot of cardboard, though. That is. Where do you think, do you think he collected it, like, over a long period of time, and Annie just, like, didn't notice that their house was filling up with cardboard? (laughs) Or maybe he, maybe he works at the mall, and he knows Mm. what day everybody does their shipment. Oh, yeah. And he just was like, hey, can I have your boxes this week? And he kept them in his car so she didn't know. On this film, the single biggest emergency at all times was, which was a constant emergency, was keeping the art department ahead of the camera team. The art department had a gargantuan task, not only because they were understaffed, underfunded, underpaid, but also because we were working in a very small space. So even if they had had the personnel and the time and the money to get everything done well in advance, we wouldn't have had any place to store it. You guys throw out any cardboard, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we got a big dumpster out back. All we throw in it is cardboard. Help yourself anytime." And so, for the remainder of the shoot, for another three weeks, every single day of mine began as producer with dumpster diving for additional cardboard for the production. We had some behind-the-scenes information. Filmmakers supporting the show, I did anyway. Mostly, the participants had a little more than the character names. Kind of guessing that Dave's a little bit of a slacker. And I, I love her expression when she first walks in, because it isn't even really surprise. It's more like, yeah, this is about right. This is this is about right. Some guesses were spot on. 
Some others. Yeah, and she definitely has the look like, great, he's getting high in there. Not so much. I don't, I'm just like, oh, she looks like she doesn't <laughs> like this at all. She's like the people in the house. This is like Dave in the maze. You can tell by her face that she's like, ah, yeah, like, what's going on? Like, why are the people here? Why is yeah. she stuck in a miniature cardboard maze? I feel like she doesn't need to make that PBJ, but she's making it so she can, like, be outside the room for just a moment. Annie is, of course, the first character that participants met. I covered the opening slash the opening credits. They came in a minute for She is upset that he's up to something, period. And that the something he's up to, he's not explaining to her. And that she's not invited to join. Second 15, a collapsing wall of cardboard and black. And cut to second 16. Exterior, maze, slash, interior, apartment, day. A respite from the noise. It shakes comically, but nothing like the chaos inside. It seems almost pathetic. Sad. Small. All of the noise, all of the death and destruction, all of the aimlessness and assholery is just here, in a cardboard fort, in a fake apartment, living room, and a soundstage in Glendale, California. And this is all just a movie. And if you're lucky, it pulled you out of your noise for a while. But then, second 20. We're back inside the maze of familiar space from many minutes ago, the Majora. Gordon stumbles into frame in front of it from the left. Slowly, he stands. Do you think Gordon lives here? Because... I couldn't tell if Gordon's either a neighbor, like he's a friend who also lives close by, because how he seems to be dressed is like, I don't know, so casual, it's almost like pajama level, like that, that little, <laughs> that, that, that sweater and that like superhero cowboy carrying a breadstick and a carrot t-shirt. It looks very chilling around the house Sunday afternoon. Second 28 reverse shot, Gordon looking upward at the Majora. Was Gordon and Annie. Appeared. Remember, this was built for Ooh, him. Good question. And now Annie is with Dave. And would that explain the fuck my wife? That could explain it. Yeah. Where is there a weird kind of a best friends here rather than brothers in Raging Bull? You've got kind of best friends. Maybe she was supposed to be with Gordon at one point in time and Dave quote put his hand in something. That he wasn't supposed Could to. Could be. Second 31, reverse on the Majora. The inside of it has gone dark and the camera moves toward it. A cardboard vagina. <laughs> into it. A pulsating. <laughs> but why not? Cardboard <laughs> vagina with what looks like some kind of a stop motion, a combination of like stop motion way down deep. And I'm not sure what that is in the very, very, the, the, the central part of that opening. But you see the, the wall is sort of pulsating. And there's almost like it's it's almost like the sense of water or sand and something's moving underneath the sand. Yeah, but it's definitely it, that stop motion feel. It's almost like the black and white dots on a TV when there's no reception. Yeah, I got weird. Watched this first and thought, oh my god, it's like a movie with with puppets and whatnot. So I, what's happening here? Don't ruin it, but let's let's just. <laughs> Yeah. What is going on? Second 32, back on Gordon, closer and closer still, as the camera moves to pass him. Then second 34, we are behind the cardboard wall behind him as it collapses. Did the previous camera move just knock it down? And if you'll notice, 
Liz. There's a, People always there's have a whole role say. reversal as far as yes, power right. dominance in this scene with her telling him, no, you drink the wine. I don't. It's, it's just enough for you. It's almost and he's like, like, oh, but. No, go ahead. Tell your story. No, no, I can't, I can't finish your thought. I'm just rambling because I'm an idiot. There are three things I was just that I'm going convinced of in it's this movie. Almost Anna like was hot. Yes. Okay. She Concur. Dave was a slacker. He's lines from the in minute before. And, and these two are the idiot comic lines. relief. Okay. And they love totally boom right. operator. Yeah, we While they're See, running the boom like operator, yeah, thank you for joining us. <laughs> And he that's it for this minute. We'll wrap it up. He's going to catch. <laughs> well, that's yeah, it. Yeah, I had to deal with the weird use just like the boom operator gave me a microphone. James Hetfield's off and Rick Confetti starts shooting out like she's some sort of decapitated party I'm like fascinated by this eyeball. So when you're looking at it straight on, it looks like the pupil is just glued on to the iris. But it is not. It is not at all. It's completely separate. And I'm really fascinated about how it's attached. And she hasn't seen as much as she's going to see, but I think she has seen enough to know that this is not normal paper. The cardboard well, you have the You know, it's, it's interesting because I don't know how I would describe this movie. It's, it's, it's like a metaphorical journey through Dave. And I, I definitely get this finishing it. And he says, He's like, I can't sit on my couch and watch TV. Maybe in his own mind, he realizes he's dabbled in all these things, and that's why he sees it on the wall. Real interest. That's not, you know, I started turning into a conversation about beards after commenting about what haven't you put your hand in. That is correct. And you think so? Yeah, and like. Well, we're having fun now, and we'll be having fun again soon when you're listening to uh, whatever our next minute is. I hope everybody else who's who's uh, looking at this movie is having as much fun as we are. Yeah, minimum, at least that much fun. Second 36. We're back on Dave and Annie, embracing at the heart of the maze, making no effort to escape. The music calms. Fade to white. Bouncing back and forth between being really stressed, because I didn't want anyone to know how freaked out I was and what we were really up against, and then just being elated at the way these moments came together and what everyone was capable of doing, and just how overwhelmed I was that this many people showed up. And fade to black. Silence. Second 48, close on... It's hard to tell at first. We're so close to one cardboard box that it is a blur. But we pan right to reveal a pile of cardboard and paper detritus, wreckage, ruins. There's a far-off sound, like maybe the tick of a clock. Otherwise, all is silent. Second 57, the fingers of Dave's cardboard hand start to stir among the cardboard. A sign of life. And the minute ends. And then I can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can, we can finish this maze. Who is with me? That was me, Robert Black of Michael Myers Minute, and there might have been someone else in there. With that all in my head. 
taking on minute 72 of Dave Made a Maze. I will be back next time on Dave Made a Minute, taking on minute 73 with an interview with our beloved boom operator, Frank Cayetti. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Maybe the real Minotaur was the friends you made along the way. Wait, what? And we're, that's a wrap. We're going home. <laughs> like, the glass broke and we're like, we're done. That's it. Good night. <laughs>